Hey, welcome to Craft Beer Bucket List with Big Ray and Mike, where we review beers you have to try before you die. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Craft Beer Bucket List. This is episode 11, and this is going to be an all IPA episode. So we've got all the hops from all the shops, and none of these beers are going to be a flop. But you can totally laugh at me, because that was about as lame as I am as a human. But I'm excited for all these IPAs. Mike, why don't you tell us what we're drinking today? I think you're right. I think it is going to be a great day for an IPA. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. I'm not the only one with dead jokes. That's great. Ha! Yeah, so we'll be trying three different IPAs. Together, we're going to be drinking Sierra Nevada Hazy, but or Hazy Little Thing. After that, um, I'll have Great Floods Find a Way IPA, and you're going to try Reptiles Hoptometrist, which is a double IPA. It is a double IPA. Double IPA. That sounds so, cool. It is cool. This is uh, one of those local beers I've had quite a few of. So I'm excited to introduce it uh, to the show and all of our listeners. Well, I kind of like the way we have this we have this laid out. So we've got Sierra Nevada first, which is um, an entrepreneur uh, pioneer in the craft beer scene, followed by two local breweries to each of us, uh, and are relatively new too. I think uh, so. I'm excited about that, and I think it's a good layout. I've heard a lot. Of, I have not tried either of my beers, so I I know Sierra Nevada's hazy little thing is uh pretty popular but i haven't tried it yet and then uh great floods find a way api i haven't had that either right on so yeah both of my beers i've had before i've had a few of the hazy little thing ipas um but we'll talk about more of the the beer later so i'm excited to to bring you know both of these to the to the table uh things that i know are good but like i said we'll we'll talk they're good to me anyway so we'll we'll dive more into that so uh you ready to dive into this Sierra Nevada beer? Do here, it. All right. So one thing I've got to talk about immediately is the color. Now I've I've got both of my beers poured and ready to go, and uh, it's crazy to me the the darkness difference between a traditional IPA and a double IPA. And so this Sierra Nevada is much more of a traditional. IPA. So I don't know if you've got both of yours poured and side by side where you can see them. I do not. Ah, okay. Well, so the hazy little thing is a, um, I don't know if it's considered a New England style IPA, um, but it is unfiltered. Um, so, you know, it's not going to be as, I think by, by the nature of it, it's not going to be crisp and clear. You know what I mean? Right. No, I agree. So it's uh, it's unfiltered, unprocessed. It's supposed to be that way. Uh, we're not just you know uh, drinking terrible beer. So anyway, it's have you ever been to either of their locations? I have not. So they've got a place in Chico, California, which is the 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 OG. Is uh, that's a Ray statement? I remember you used to say that all the time. Oh yeah. So they got their first place is in Chico. Uh, started in the uh, late seventies, early eighties, and then they about two or three years ago, uh, maybe longer than that. I don't know. It was recent. Uh, they opened a spot in Asheville, North Carolina, um, and they're like one of the the like I said, they were the pioneers, one of the early pioneers of the craft beer movement. They they're um, you know their pale ale is a pretty 
standard beer for IPA and craft beer lovers alike. Um, and so, so they're very well known, distributed throughout the United States and you know elsewhere, wherever. I don't, you know, I'm not sure how far their expansion or their distribution goes, but uh, they're a pretty cool brewery, man. I've never been to the Chico, California one. Um, I think that'd be a cool place to visit. Uh, some point i know in the last episode we were talking about visiting different places uh chico california's you know that'd be on my list i think it'd be super cool that would be super cool so anyway getting back to the beer you said you know it's talk about the colors there a little bit yeah so to me this has a more not exactly but it's it's a little pale for an ipa but it tends to look a a lot like an ipa to me so I'm not going to say I'm a color expert by any means, but if I pour an IPA out, this is kind of what I expect it to look like. Sure. But before we talk about the beer, Mike, I've got to give some kudos to Sierra Nevada. Um, in 2010, uh, they were named the Green Business of the Year by the United States Environmental Protection Agency, or the EPA, wow. uh, in 2010 uh, for its practices and sustainability. Nice. So not only do they make great beer, they're uh, eco-friendly, and I can appreciate that. Cool. I like it. I do too. I think a lot of these craft beer, uh, craft breweries tend to be more on the, what I would call the hippie side where they think more about those type practices, whether it be, you know, keeping local or being environmental friendly or sustainable or stuff like that. So it's always good to see these big companies kind of lead the way in that. You know what I'm saying? I like that. No, Absolutely. I think some, yeah, not to go off on a tangent, but I think there's some bigger corporations could learn a lesson, you know, from our, our craft uh, beer industry, because no, a lot, you're right. A lot of them tend to be a little bit more environmentally sound. Um, they tend to focus a lot on charities and, and giving back. Not to say that big corporations don't do that, but when you're, you know, small time, as far as dollars and cents goes, and you're just willing to carve out profits off the top to go to charity, I think that's super cool. And again, environmentally friendly. Um, so just, I think there's a lot to be learned from the, the craft beer folks because, you know, they're making money They're you know, they got the capitalist thing down and they're doing things right. So why can't we take that model into other areas? Absolutely. Well, um, the hazy little thing IPA, I see you're in Nevada. Um, since this is our IPA episode, so to speak. Figured we need to talk a little bit more about the hops, you know. Oh, the hops. IPA people are hops folks. Yes. So hazy little hazy little thing has several different hops. So it's a hops mix. And uh, so before we started, uh, you know, developing this, I was looking at different things about the hops, what hops are in there, and all that. So I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna go through these uh, real quick, and then we can talk a little bit more about each one. So the hops uh, that are in or that are in this hazy is uh, our citra. Magnum, Simcoe, Comet, Mosaic, and Eldorado. And so hops play a couple different roles, but uh, to kind of go through each of them, um, Citra Hops, which is very popular, um, I, you know, has that song, you know, citrusy profile. It's got the grapefruit, the tropical fruit notes to it. It's got a lot of flavor to it. Uh, the Magnum Hops are more for, you know, usually used more for bittering, um, you know, as, you know, Got a little bit more subtle uh, taste and aromas and like stuff like that, but used for bittering quite a bit. The Simcoe hops. Uh, so this is also a bittering hop, um, and it has a good aroma as well, uh, earthy herbal aroma. 
Uh, some people get a little piney aroma out of it. So as you can see, just with those first three, uh, and I don't know if they put these in a certain order or not. I would think they put it in order from, you know, when they use the most to the least, but, uh, you know, who knows? Um, you can see that, you know, the differences between, you know, using it for the flavor to the bittering to the aroma. So some of the other ones that they talked about uh, that they had in there is the Comet. Um, so this is a, uh, a relatively new hop. Um, I think, uh, you know, it was looking for something to bring out a little bit different flavors. Um, Mosaic is also another one of the, the ones that have a little bit of uh, different notes to it um, with, the, with the flavors and the aromas. Um, and a lot of people think of Mosaic as a uh, citra type. You know, citra hops have that uh, citrusy profile and all that. And a lot of people compare Mosaic um, to that. So Mosaic, you know, people, people kind of get a, a citrusy thing going on with that. Uh, maybe some pine uh, and, you know, some other tropical uh, fruit type flavors. Uh, but again, you know, it's, it's something that's very similar to Citra hops, which is the first hops we mentioned. And finally, at the, at the end of their list was El Dorado. Um, and, and this is, uh, you know, it's also got a very unique flavor profile to it. And it's got excellent bit, bittering and it has uh, some unique uh, aromas to it as well. So it, it's kind of neat to see that, you know, uh, all the different mix of hops they've kind of come to here. And, you know, you know, that's a science in of itself and seeing how each one uh, comes into the beer um, and what it does as far as, you know, with those different characteristics. Um, but I think that's, that's pretty cool to see all the different hops. I, it's kind of, it was one of those things that it was kind of neat to research and, um, you know, seeing what, you know, well, they probably use this, you know, more for the aroma, you know, stuff like that. So do you get no, anything like that? Uh, so as you're drinking it, do you, do you, do you get a little bit more citrusy and earthy stuff coming out? No, absolutely. Uh, you can definitely tell this is a West Coast IPA because of the the, the fruitiness and the, and the citrusy notes that are in here. Um, it, it all blends together very well. It's certainly palatable. Um, the aroma out of this is just fantastic. It's uh, it's it's. I want to say it's strong, like oh my gosh, but it's it's very present. Yeah. And uh, so I like that as I'm bringing my glass up, I'm getting a nice nice whiff as I take a drink, and it's it's just super enjoyable. Yeah, you know, um, it's, it's got a, a very likable body to it. Um, the hop flavor uh, is pretty good. I'm kind of getting a little bit of tangerine out of it, I guess. Uh, tangerine, orange, uh, grapefruit notes. Um, tastes pretty, pretty good. I mean, I, I like it. Um, you know, not being an IPA uh, enthusiast as you, as you are, um, I would say that, uh, you know, this is a pretty darn good beer. Um, it is. You know, and it, I can see why you enjoy this. What's oh, that? Sorry, sorry. Um, you, were, you were talking about the ABV? Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, it's, a, it's you know, 6.7%. I, I don't know, uh, with the, with that and the flavor, I don't know if I could handle more than one of these. Really? I just, you know, the flavor. It, so, well, it's, it's got a, a light to medium body. Um, the flavor is pretty up front and uh, it stays throughout um i think this punches the tongue pretty hard wow because you know the ibus are only 35 
And uh, that's the, the bottom end of the scale for an American pale ale. They typically have 35 to 40 IBUs. Uh, where a more traditional IPA typically hits between 55 and 70. So I can see why you'd enjoy this because I know you're not, you know, all about the bitters, but this is a fairly, fairly low IBU beer. So, but I, I think it brings the flavor, but it's not quite as punchy as a more traditional IPA. Uh, but still, if you're an IPA guy, you're going to enjoy this. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think a lot of people would enjoy it. Uh, and I'm glad, like I said, I'd never tried it before. I'm glad I did. I think it is well worth, well worth the, uh, the pour, man. I'm going to. Take another gulp here. Hold on. Do it. I'm about to finish mine down. And you know, my, I'm enjoying mine out of a uh, a Bubba Gump shrimp company glass that I picked up in Southern California probably seven or eight years ago. You know, I've got to tell just a quick story. Um, I was on a huge project, you know, years ago in a golly, I was on the road probably seven months a year for about two and a half years. Huge, huge project with work. And uh, I wound up, you know, coast to coast a few times. You know, there was one coworker I had, and I'll say his name. His name is Jeff Lawler. Uh, he lives in Arizona. But he and I managed to eat at the, the Bubba Gump there, the Santa Monica Pier, and also a Bubba Gump in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So we literally saw both oceans together at a Bubba Gump drinking beer, having some delicious shrimp or whatever else we ate. I have no idea what we ate, but it was good. That sounds fun to me. So, yeah, just cool little story. You know, just for me, it's memorable. And uh, having a beer from California in a glass, in a story like that to me, is just, just kind of cool. I enjoy that. Sure. Well, so, um, you know, I think I'd put this hazy little thing on, on my bucket list. Uh, like I said, I, I don't know if I'd, uh, drink more than one of these at a time, but I think it's one that I could come back to, to be honest, you know, absolutely. Like could, it is. You know, have a couple hanging out for every now and then. Yeah. It's a solid go-to. I mean, it's from Sierra Nevada. You know what I mean? They they just they don't get to the size they are because they make nasty beer. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, them making great beer. I know, right? Golly. I mean, I'll tell you what. Uh, while we're talking about Sierra Nevada, uh, New Belgium just recently got purchased up, and I know this um, podcast will hit. Uh, as far as being on live online uh, a few weeks later than when we're recording it, but New Belgium just got bought up by by Kieran, uh, I think is how you say it. Um, and, and you know that you know I would typically compare New Belgium and Sierra Nevada as far as you know a lot of ways as far as things I admire about them, their size, and, and I don't know about their exact size by any means, but you know as far as you know generally speaking, um, and as far as you know being independent and all that, I sure hope. Uh, Sierra Nevada uh, stays independent. I can certainly understand anybody that sells out and walks away with a lot of money. Uh, they put in a lot of hard work and all that, but it's just another uh, big scoop up by these big beer companies. Um, yeah. Somebody that I would compare to Sierra Nevada, you know, so. Right. So we'll see. I'm, I'm sure we'll try a new Belgium beer at some point. Um, you know, I've had plenty of their beers before, but, you know, I'm sure we'll try another one at some point. Oh, we've had one. We had yeah. I'm sorry. We did. I forget what it was. It's all coming back to me now. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, I, I like Sierra Nevada's beers across the board. Everything I have, everything I've had from them has been true to style. And for the beer itself, has been really good representation of, of the beer style. 
So no, I agree, and uh, you know they're still continuing to grow. I, mean, I, I talked about this, I think, two podcasts ago. Um, where I was at a huge liquor store in uh, Long Island, New York, and they had this massive beer section. Uh, Sierra Nevada had a sales rep in the store giving out samples. So, of course, <laughs> um, I, I drank some because they were there. And I told the guys from Oklahoma, and he's like, oh, man, that's cool. We just had a conference, and uh, for the first time ever, we have a sales rep dedicated to the state of Oklahoma. Um, they've always come from uh, Texas or, or Missouri or whatever. I'm like, oh man, that's cool. We have a sales rep for here in Nevada, in Oklahoma now. So they're they're growing and doing their thing, and uh, so I like that. So you don't add a sales rep somewhere unless you plan on selling stuff. No, absolutely. You know, so, and they've got they've got good beer to sell. So yes, they do. Cool, man. Well, I think it's time for a short break, so we can uh, get prepared to move on to the uh, part two of the podcast. Yes, indeed, I agree. We'll be right back. See ya. All right. We're back. And again, this is the time of the podcast where you say, hey, Big Ray, what are you drinking? I am drinking a double IPA. Uh, it's called Hoptometrist, and it's brewed by the Rufftail Brewing Company. How about that? Where's Rufftail? Uh, it's in Midwest City. It's a suburb oh. of OKC. Yeah. Yeah. How long have they been there? I don't remember them being there either. Yeah, so I want to say they opened in uh, 2012, 2011 maybe. I really think it's 2012 though. Okay, cool. So this is a, a beer I've had a good number of. In a, you know, it's a double IPA, so it's got an extra punch to it. Um, you know, the IBU count we talked about for uh, just a regular IPA or an American IPA is uh, pretty, I want to say it's low, but... Um, 35 to 40, um, a double IPA ranges from, you know, 65 to a hundred IBUs. And, uh, this beer is at the high end of that clocking in at a hundred. So it's a, it's a very bitter beer. Um, this clocks out just under uh, 9% ABV at 8.9. And, uh, so it's, this one's stout. Rough tail hoptometrist IBU hundred. Yeah, it's uh, it's good though, dude. Yeah. And so we just taking a look at the can. It's uh, you know, it's it's kind of cool, dude. The can is mostly black. You know, on the backside, the rough tail has their logo. It's like a little shield with a gecko on it. Um, which I like. It's like, yeah, that's cool. Or, or maybe a little lizard. It looks like a lizard you'd see in Western Oklahoma, and or a gecko. Either way, it's a cool little lizard guy. Uh, but on the front of the can, um, it has its name, um, Hoptometrist, and it has like this med scientist looking dude with like these uh, super cool steampunk like goggles on with like four lenses or whatever, yeah. like the little lens that sticks in front of the lens. <clears throat> and uh, it shows him pouring uh, beer out of a beaker into a, into his drinking vessel. And it's got like smoke coming out of it with their little gecko lizard. Um, imprint in the smoke so it's uh, it's kind of cool for what it is man i like to see original can art like that yeah so uh since this is the ipa episode and we talked about hops um is it got a decent hop profile to it it does so it's this one also has a variety of hops um like the hazy little thing um from sierra nevada uh, but this beer boasts uh summit uh denali uh, Eureka, uh, Idaho 7, 
uh, Centennial and Comet hops. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, so there's Summit some, hops. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say there's some familiar faces in that list. Yes, I mean, so Summit hops tend to have a uh, a nose of tangerine and orange. You know, it's just typically used for bittering. Uh, the the Denali hops are a uh, they're they're known to have big flavor, right? Um, it's called uh, Nuggetzilla um, by some, <laughs> which I think is cool. And it's got some rich, you know, pineapple, um, citrus, and pine flavors. And uh, some people describe it as uh, as spicy. Um, but this hops is used a lot for bittering in, a, in aroma. Um, like the Eureka hops is a, it's a, uh, it's, I don't know if it's the newest variety, but it's fairly new. And it's also known for having uh, some strong bittering qualities. And uh, has a complex and robust flavor and a very strong aroma. Um, so I can see why it's, you know, popular and new. Um, like our Idaho 7 hops are also known for piney and uh, tropical flavors. Um, also some earthy and floral notes as well. Um, Centennial is known for having a very intense citrus aroma. Um, and is, I think the one that stands out the most are the lemon notes. Uh, which is a nice variety because you know, we hear about you know the orange and the and the grapefruit and tangerine a lot. We don't hear a lot about lemon hops, so we need I more lemon. I, we do. Like I need more cowbell. I need more lemon. Yeah, that was horrible. I'll stop. Um, <laughs> and uh, in the comet hops, um, it has a uh, a percentage of English sunshine in a Native American hop, so it kind of brings out a like a a wild American flavor, if you will. Um, Comet's been around for a while. Uh, it was released by the USDA in 1974 and uh, was originally bred to address the needs for a higher alpha hop. So, hmm. That's an, cool. you know, some of those are, you know, some typical ones you see across different IPAs, but some of them uh, you don't hear as much. And you know, I think as we have more beers across the scale overall, and as a, more breweries experiment, you'll see some more of those, but. Um, you know, while I've heard of uh, Denali and Eureka, uh, I'm not sure where I've had the if I've had those hot you know beers with those hops in it before. You know, it's probably I probably have, but um, it's kind of interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so. and like we see, we've got two very different IPAs here. I mean, one's a more traditional American IP or American pale ale, and then a double IPA. We see some of the same flavors being combined. Um, but we see like very traditional, you know, citrusy notes, piney, earthy tones all combined. And, and I really like how these, uh, breweries have taken the time to find a blend of hops to make their own unique flavor profile, but still stick to, you know, a, a, I'm making little quotation marks here, traditional flavor. So, but, uh, just back to the beer itself. I mean, this is a very full bodied, full flavored beer. I mean, it, it, it's got the bitters. I mean, a hundred IBU is no joke. Um, I like that. I like to be punched in the tongue, you know, give my taste bro something to get up and mosh pit about my mouth with, you know, this beer totally hits that. I just took another big drink out of my, uh, Yelp pint glass. <laughs> I know I'm a Yelp nerd. I talk about it a lot, but it's true. Um, but no, this is just, it's a creamy and soft beer. It really plays uh, into the orange marmalade notes really quite well. 
I'm sorry, I just made a noise with my, my pint glass on my desk. I hope that didn't come through too loud. Uh, this is, a, and you talk about carbonation a lot, Mike. You know, that, that does mean a lot to me. This is well carbonated. It's smooth. You know, with the higher ABV, it really adds some warmth to this. Okay. But it's the, the hops kind of, you know, the combination, whatever percentages, it's, it's well combined. It's, it's got a good recipe to it. Yeah, I believe so. Um, so, I mean, overall, and I'm going to be honest, we're here to be honest. This isn't my favorite double IPA. I've definitely had others that, that speak to my taste bros more. Uh, but overall, this is solid beer. Um, I definitely would put this on my bucket list. I want people to, to give this a try and, uh, you know, make that determination for themselves. I mean, I like this. I'm going to drink more of them. I mean, it's a, it's a local beer and it's one I can get my hands on pretty easy. Um, I'll definitely, you know, go back to this, but Again, I, I think there's some room for improvement. Um, you know, for having 100 IBUs, I'd, I wish it had a bit more of a punch, honestly. Um, okay. But it's it's still there. Um, but just to be fair, I want to be honest about it. Um, I, I think they could, you know, dial it up just a little bit. Yeah. Um, but overall, it's it's a solid beer. It represents Oklahoma in the OKC brewery scene very well. Very nice. So, Mike, while I finish this off, uh, why don't you tell us about your beer? I was just taking a drink. All right. I've got in front of me uh, Find a Way IPA by Great Flood Brewing. Great Flood Brewing is in Louisville. So for the people out there that aren't from this area, it's not Louisville or Louisville. If you're from this area, you say Louisville. I came here. I learned the ways. Anyhow, it's, um, it's a pretty straightforward IPA is what I would say. Um, Great Flood uh, from Louisville. They, uh, their kind of motto is uh, they do, you know, they're, one, they're a brewery of hard work, dedication, commitment uh, to community, and just having fun. Um, I've been to this brewery. I did not have this beer that I remember, but I've been to the brewery. Uh, or the, I've been to the tavern. They have now actually opened a production brewery in a different part of Louisville, so that's their second location. But anyway, you know, the, the brewery's pretty cool. Um, I, I enjoyed my time there. Um, they've got a, a range of different styles, which I like. When I go and get a, a flight of beers at a brewery, I like to get um, try, try a different variety. You know, if unless a brewery, you know, like if you go to Prairie, you got to have dark beers, right? If you go to Sierra Nevada... You got to have IPAs. Um, but other than that, you know, other than going to a brewery that's known for something specific, I like to get a, you know, I'll get a lager, a stout, an IPA, or, you know, something else, maybe a, a Saison or something like that. So I liked all the, I, I remember liking their beers. And so when I found this, uh, I picked it up. I was like, you know what? I need to try this. Um, I liked their beers I had before when I was there. The people there are super cool. They're very nice, very informative. They'll talk to you about anything you want to know. We were talking about, um, they, so they have a mug club there, and they got some other stuff going on, some events and whatnot. And I just remember just asking questions, and the, the bartenders, there was one guy and one gal, super nice, will tell you what you want, but just, they're not overly attentive where you kind of feel like you're taking too much of their time. I mean, they're just really good bartenders. So I had a great time. I, I would recommend going to the brewery if you get a chance. 
So anyway, the beer itself, uh, uh, Find a Way IPA is 7% ABU. Um, AB, I said ABU. ABV. So it's, uh, it's, it's, I would say it clocks in a little on the high scale of, uh, of a regular IPA. It's you know, not quite a double IPA. Um, as it sits in the uh, glass, so I, I'm actually drinking it out of a wine glass. Uh, no, I'm sorry, a snifter. Um, my other one wasn't a wine glass. Uh, it sits pretty dark. I would say like a, an amberish color. Um, you know, the, the head is a little bit off white. Um, you know, as I've drinking it, it's got, uh, it's got a weird lacing pattern for the folks that are interested in that. It's, it's got like a, a bubble with a trail going down it. Um, so it's a kind of a weird lacing pattern, but, uh, kind of neat at the same time. When you smell it, uh, you can, it, it smells, uh, light, like a light sweetness, um, and very tropical and citrusy up front. And then kind of an earthy smell to me. Um, and, uh, you know, it's typical for me to get that from a Saison, but I'm getting a little bit from here, uh, that, that kind of aroma. But uh, not bad. It's, it's an, a pleasant, approachable aroma. So when I drank it, that's that's when it really got to me. It was when I drank it. Um, so, and I don't know what the IBUs on here uh, are. Let me see. It says it. I've got the can, so I, I can just look at the can. The can does not have it on there. Come on, man. All right, so... If you're from Great Flood and you're listening, we'd like to see the IBUs on the can. Um, but this is one that it kind of hits you right up front. It's very, um, uh, you know, forward heavy, uh, pungent with that hop flavor. Um, and typically that's something, you know, for a lot of uh, folks that like IPAs, they really like that. So, you know, it's bitter and hop. It's, it's bitter and uh, hop forward, I would say. Um, there's also a little bit of a malt uh, in the background. Uh, so I'd say for most IPA lovers, this would be a great beer. Uh, for me, you know, I, I still like it. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, IPAs aren't my go-to usually. Um, because I've been doing a podcast with Big Ray, I've drank more IPAs recently than I have in a long time. And I'm starting to enjoy them a little bit more, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so there's there's a lot of, as I... As I've been tasting it, um, there's a little bit of floral taste to it. Um, and I'll talk, I, I looked up the uh, hops on this one too, so I can talk about those here in a minute. But I would say if I was in, I would say this is a very typical American IPA, right? Um, very typical. Um, this is, I would say it's similar to some other IPAs I've tried as far as the flavor, you know, and I don't have side by side it's very different than the hazy obviously um so you know i don't want to compare it to that but i'd say it's a pretty typical ipa um, i think it's good enough that it's worth um a rebuy if i ever get a you know if i ever want to pick up an ipa and it's on the shelf um so it has it only has three hops in it so i know we've had quite a, quite a few different hops in our first two beers uh find a way ipa um only ha- so so great flood only uses three hops for their for their main ipa the hops are uh galena cascade and centennial and uh so i know we talked about uh i think we had centennial on one of the beers we just tried golly um 
So Centennial has the you know the citrus aroma with the lemon stuff that you talked about. Um, right. and that's, ca- that's cool. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm not getting the lemon as much, uh, but I am getting you know the citrusy stuff. So maybe that's a little bit different for each person and all that. Um, but Cascade hops are like, the, I mean, they're very popular. So it doesn't surprise me that they're here. Um, they, and they're 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 there to bring out uh, typically more grapefruit type flavors. Um, you know, they're they're very popular, and they've got the strong citrusy grapefruit flavors. Um, uh, Cascade hops, uh, people will know the flavor because that's the main hop that's used in Sierra Nevada's Pale L. You know, the the, the 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 very popular Sierra Nevada Pale L. I know we talked about their hazy little thing, but they're they're just straight Pale Ls. Like, you know, one of the most popular beers out there. You know, that and Stone IPA are kind of like the, the two um, two big ones uh, that I hear a lot about. Uh, but anyway, so Cascade is in uh, that one. So it doesn't surprise me it's popping up here. Uh, and Galena, uh, you know, I haven't heard much about this. I, you know, when I, when I read about it, I was like, oh, I think I've heard about that, but I had to look up some more stuff about it. So it's, it's medium, pleasant hoppiness. It's got a strong floral, uh, pleasant aroma. Um, and it's very, uh, it's, it's used for bittering quite a bit. So it's, it's really good with bittering. So, you know, the way they've, the way that Great Floods combine these, um, you know, they, uh, they listed it Galena Cascade Centennial. So Galena may be the, the primary hop in this hop mix uh, in Cascade and Centennial come in second and third. Um, but this find a way IPA is, is pretty good. It sounds Overall, good. I want to yeah. try one. Yeah. I'm going to take another drink. Do it. Drink it all gone. Leave a happy glass all empty. <laughs> like I tell my daughter, leave a happy plate. It's got, I'll tell you what, as I'm drinking it a little bit more, it's got a malty, a maltiness somewhere in there too. And I can't, I'm just picking up very light notes of it. But that's okay. So uh, would you add this to your craft beer bucket list, Mike? You know, I would. I'm not surprised. You actually spoke pretty highly of it. And I know you're not an IPA guy overall. It's not your go-to, um, but it sounds like you uh, you really enjoyed this one. I'll be honest. Uh, you know, both both the the beers I had uh, today, the the Finderwee IPA by Great Flood and the Hazy Little Thing by Sierra Nevada. I think they're both really good. Um, Yay! Especially coming from a non-hop guy. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, no, they're, no, they're no. both on point. Uh, and it sounds like yours is, you know, you said you've had yours before, but it sounds like it's pretty good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, so I, I mean, seems to me like we've got three more beers to put on a craft beer bucket list. Three more beers. So that brings us to 33 beers that we've now reviewed and uh, would strongly recommend for uh, everyone else who listens to this podcast to try. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, I would say if you're interested in them, um, I know Sierra Nevada, you can get anywhere almost. Uh, go, go look on the social medias and connect with uh, the breweries. Uh, you know, whether it's Rough Tail, uh, which is, you said, is out of Oklahoma City. Great Flood out of Louisville, Kentucky. Um, check them out and see where you can get them because uh, I think they're both worth a drink. So, Both or all three? 
Oh, sorry, all three. Sorry, <laughs> I've got two in front of me, so I, you know I'm sitting here looking at yeah. them, going, mm, both of them. Right? No, I'm with you, man. I, <laughs> I think I've done that before too. Well, hey, uh, so, I mean, you got any final thoughts on them? Uh, no, I'm with you, man. Like I enjoyed both of the beers that I had, and uh, I'm I'm excited to try uh, the one that you've got. Uh, so next time I come visit you in Kentucky, um, I think we should make a trip over to Louisville and uh, just give this guy a shot. That and, sounds uh, for terrific. me to give a shot anyway. Yeah, I think it's a fantastic idea, honestly. And uh, you know, I thought of something, Mike. I almost shoved my foot in my mouth. I was almost I almost said thirty three is cool because it's a prime number, except it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word so i know <laughs> i don't even know what to say every every number we're going to hit from now on is going to be a non-prime number uh yeah you're right because they're all divisible by three yeah <laughs> episode one woo prime number yeah oh my maybe we'll yeah. back in episode three and go you can say Episode three is because it's cool. It's because prime number. What? What? Yeah, episode three. No, not possible. Not possible. <sighs> episode one is the only one, man. Oh well. What are you gonna do? Yeah. What? What do you do? Well, hey. Uh, I want to say, uh, as we're closing down episode eleven, thank you to everybody that's listening. We've had a lot of fun so far. We're going to continue doing this. We're having a lot of fun. Um, and then, you know, check out episode 12. It's coming soon. It'll be about a week is what I'm guessing. Exactly a week. I drop a new episode every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time. Yeah. So I like to be consistent. Yeah. No, and and you are. I appreciate it. For for those of, for those listeners out there, just kind of uh, give you a play by play is, um, my job is do a little bit of the, the, the research and the background information and prepare the episode as far as the storyboard and all that, um, which is all fun. And uh, I, I hope uh, Ray thinks I do a good job. But the real nuts and bolts of this is the uh, taking editing, you know, doing the editing. And Ray's taking two different files because we're recording in uh, across the Mississippi. Um, and Ray takes those files and edits and creates a great episode. And Ray, you do a great job. Uh, I know, you know, as people have listened from episode one till now that, you know, the editing has gotten a lot better, but, uh, I, I say big kudos to you, man. As I've listened to him, I've really enjoyed, uh, how all the work you're doing, man. Well, man, I, no, I appreciate that. And I knew, no, I love the story, the, you know, what the, the homework that you do and putting everything together for us, that uh, it keeps us, you know, with, with the solid flow, it gives us a lot of great information. And, uh, as much as I've, I've drank a lot of beer and, uh, have experience with different flavors and whatnot, um, the additional information you're able to put together and in a solid format really helps. So uh, kudos to you as well, my dude. Sweet. Hey, man, take us out with the social medias. Absolutely. So uh, thanks, everybody, again for listening. I certainly appreciate each and every one of you in the time that you uh, allow us to take of your busy day. Um, but if you would, give us those five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcast. Uh, be sure to share with your friends and family. And uh, follow us on social media at uh, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, you know, tag us in some posts. Show us your favorite beer. It's not all just about us putting things in front of you. Um, we'd love to see your favorite beer. Um, so I like to give shout outs uh, whenever we get those. I need to start doing that. I've talked about it for a while. Uh, but tag us in some posts, man. We'd love to conversate. And uh, so we're we're not 
you know, celebrities by any means. We're just everyday, regular guys sharing our experience with you. And uh, so we'd like, we'd like the same. Uh, so we want to have those conversations in the comments or in our DM, just whatever. So uh, feel free to reach out. And uh, we'd love to holler back and give you a shout out on the show. See y'all in episode 12. What's up? Later, guys. See you in episode 12. Have a great Adios. day. Drink local. Don't drink and drive. Be safe. <laughs>